It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, going to be a fast intro today because we've got a lot to get to. There were games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but I'm going to tell you, June the 25th, second annual Get Stuck on Sports golf outing. You want to get involved on that, you go to GetStuckOnSports.com. There's a golf tab at the top that Brady put there, and you get your team signed up uh, for that event. Okay? Yeah, because we just spent the last, what, two, two and a half hours putting in scores and stats on the website. Because since our last show, we counted it, and we had 58 scores we put up there. Yeah, so there were games we saw on Friday, there were games we saw on Saturday, and then there were more games played on Sunday that we didn't see, but that we'll talk about. Yes, and baseball and softball, BWAC, MAC, it was a little bit of everything. Um, Comerica Park, um, big tournaments. I mean, there were some softball teams that played five games this past weekend. It's a lot of games. It's awesome, but it's going to be a little bit of work, so we'll take a break and we'll get right to it when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Duraclean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Duraclean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. The YMCA of the Blue Water Area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, and you're back, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast, and let's get her going. We had uh, softball on Friday. The game I was at was between Marine City and uh, Marysville, and uh, this was one where, um, Brady, I got to say, Marysville's still kind of looking a little bit for an identity for this year's team, and it surprises me a little bit. Because, again, they only law and they're big names. Kirsten Smith and Callie Perrin are big names. But pretty much everybody is back from Woodard that team. Was out due to an injury. So, I guess three gone, two from graduation. But this is still a team that's just got a ton of talent. They got off to a quick start. Wes Miller singled, and with two outs, Caitlin Kane doubled off the top of the wall in left center field to drive her in. one nothing Marysville. They get to the bottom of the second, though, and that's kind of when the wheels come off the cart, and it's the bottom of the lineup for Marine City that was really pesky. They scored three runs in the uh, second. The Volkmans 
They just keep getting on base recently. Uh, Isabella had a single. Olivia doubled, then a walk to uh, Rickert. Wild pitches, scored a couple of runs. Uh, Pelagata singled in another run. All of a sudden, it's 3-1. to one. Marysville comes right back, though, in the fourth. They score two runs. Again, a bugaboo for Marine City, throwing the ball around mm-hmm. and, and making uh, errors. They, they had three errors in the inning to score the two runs. So it's 3-3. Three to three. And then after that, it's 7-1 to one Marine City. They score the next seven runs in the game. Uh, again, a lot of sloppy play, a lot of hitting. 13 hits for the Mariners, nine hits for uh, Marysville. But in the end, Jade Blanchard had a couple of hits, drove in two runs. Pelagata had three hits and drove in two runs. Jocelyn Dietland with a couple of hits. Isabella Volkman, three hits, three runs scored in RBI. Olivia Volkman doubled, walked, scored a run. On the other side of things, Caitlin Kane, three hits, double, scored a couple of times, knocked in a run. Lexi Perrin with a big game, three hits. She tripled on the last play of the game, and then the ball got away at third base, and she tried to score, and that's how they got the the final out. There was some indecision. I think if she goes right away, she scores. Probably the better decision is just stay there and uh, and let the next hitter take their swings. She drove in a run, and Megan Winston had a, uh, a couple of uh, hits. But Marine City is... I think kind of feeling it right now. Uh, you know, they've got eleven wins. They do, and they're starting to get into their groove. They had that loss against Frazier, which you, you wish you had back because that was a big league game. But no, they're starting to get into it. And as for Marysville, I guess the thing that I I'm, would say is they didn't really become this this team that even we were super high on until the later part of the season, until they had played a lot of these weekend tournaments and got into the thick of MAC play where they found the lineup they wanted to use. And once they did that, they got it going. Um, They're still trying to figure out just the keys to success. They're trying to get a couple other bats going, but I am not going to worry about them. I'm not going to panic. When we talk about them on the weekend, they had a very okay weekend, like a decent weekend, but they're never going to be the team, and they were never going to be the team that beats teams 30 to nothing and just puts up eye-popping numbers because that's not what they are. They're a collection of really good players, and Ryan Rathsey is going to play everyone, even if that means losing a game that he might have a better hitter on the bench. He's going to let his younger players go and take those high-intensity swings, those important swings in games that might not mean anything in league play or when district play comes around mean much when it comes to that. But that's why he's able to kind of reload and find people to fill those spots of the seniors and players that left or were hurt. Speaking of reloading, (laughs) Elgin Hack, 13 PH nothing on Friday. J.C. Reams is one of those new names. Uh, Five innings pitched, one hit, walked two, struck out uh, 12, had a hit, drove in a run, and scored two runs. Kennebaugh Marino, two hits, double, triple RBI, two runs scored. Ella Stevenson, three hits, triple a homer, three RBIs, three runs scored. Sierra Vossler, double, drove in a run, scored uh, twice. Tory Boyd had a hit, drove in a run, and scored twice 
in uh, that one do you as well. Want to do the Algonac stats now or later? Um, because well, they they play more. They they played some more on the weekend, so, so let's get to that later. Weekend, yeah, once, I, I think they added all those in yeah. because the numbers that as a team they're putting up, and then obviously specifically Ella Stevenson, they are just the gaudiest numbers you'll hear. And it's through basically the halfway point of the season. Anyway, um, Port Huron struggling to find their groove. I'll have them tonight when they take on Port Huron Northern. Um, They need to find the magic to their – they need to find the way the lineup's going. They need to get a couple wins because they haven't been – they haven't been terrible, but they just can't put a complete game together right now. Yeah, that that is – that's the basic thing. Just uh, for Friday to Yale and Bad Axe split uh, in softball. 4-1 Yale in the first game. Emma Thompson, two hits, double RBI. Uh, Jillian Commandant had a three-run homer, and Madison Hiller had a uh, double among her two hits. Bad Axe took the second game, 4-3. to three. You want to go through these Crosslex Carroll scores? Jeez. Look at this one. It's a football score. 1917, they beat Caro in game one. Um, Jaden Gumtow, two home runs. She scored four times, drove in four. Isabella Pacina had a home run. She scored three times, drove in two, walked three. Raina Johnson had one hit, walked four times, and scored three times. Aaron Kensley had a three hits, a triple. Three RBIs, a run scored. Shelby Oliver, four hits, double, two RBIs, two runs scored. And then Shaylee Kading had a home run, two RBIs, a walk, two runs scored. And Brooklyn Schultz, a hit, and two RBIs in their 1917 win over Caro. <laughs> Missed a couple extra points, though. Apparently. Didn't have to work on the kicking game. Apparently. They got the win. Uh, game two was not as kind to the Pioneers. They dropped it 16-4. to uh, Julie Van Camp had two doubles in the loss. But, again, after we go through the rest of the weekend, the, the story with Croslex is basically their boomer bust. They'll have, over the weekend, they'd have games where they have, like, four hits, but two were home runs, and the other was a double. So they're, they're not trying to slap it around, or at least they weren't this weekend. So that was it for softball on Friday. Uh, Baseball-wise, I saw Frazier in Marysville, and, well, we saw Marysville again on Saturday, and pitching's not the issue with them. They have solid pitching. It's not at the levels it was last year, which was just ridiculous, but it's a solid pitching staff for Marysville. They lost to Frazier 4-1, to and their bats really couldn't figure out the um, the pitcher for Frazier, Cooper Kozlowski. He went the distance, gave up just two hits. Uh, one was a double to Cole Bowman. The other was a single to Trenton Vaggy. He only walked two and basically carved up the lineup, pitched really well, and Frazier offensively did enough. Marysville got another winnable pitching performance on the mound. Tommy Haddits, he went six innings, gave up seven hits, but he scattered them, gave up three the three earned runs, uh, walked one, struck out seven. That's a line you feel like you should win with. 
In high school, that's definitely a line that you should be winning more games than losing. Yeah, and that and Marysville's been getting these nice pitching performances in league play. They just need to figure out the bat somehow because really there hasn't been it seems like game to game there will be one or two guys that have a really nice game. I know Trenton Vaggie's been hitting fairly well to start the year and there's other guys in the lineup, John Herdebees, um Kays, the other Owen Vaggie are good hitters, but they can't get them going all at the same time. And well, another four one loss. They're now one in five in Mac play. Frazier, they're four and two. They took the first two series against Northern and Marysville. They're setting themselves up for a run at the blue. Speaking of uh, Northern, we'll do them next. Uh, they beat Lance Cruz 5 nothing Friday in the first game of a doubleheader, getting a great outing from Dylan Bloink. Seven innings, scatters uh, six hits, walks only one, strikes out nine. It's it's the one walk, you know, the, those are the good numbers. Yes. That, that, that's what you like well, to see. The thing that does get lost in this, because Northern's not too dissimilar from Marysville, I think they only had three hits in the win and no RBIs. The five runs scored, two of them were on first and third situations where the runner took off for second, they threw down to second, so the guy technically steals home. Um, So that's how they scored two, and the other three were scored on pass balls. Yeah. Wild pitches. So Northern, while that's a really nice win and that's a heck of an effort from Dylan Bloink that's in the bats don't take anything away from that it actually enhances it a little bit they need to get the sticks going because you okay you stole the one got to get it going again and well in game two it looked like they had some hitting going yeah they're down seven to five and I say they're down seven to five because the game didn't get completed um they had to stop it in the middle of the fourth inning so Lance Cruz had batted in the top of the fourth. Scored two runs. Yeah, and Northern's due up in the bottom of the fourth, and that's why the game suspended and not ended. Right. Because um, if it was, if they ended it, it would go back to the end of the third. And it would be a tie. Yeah, it would be 5-5. Five to five. So, so at some point, they will finish that, uh, that game up um, to uh, get a final result in it. Uh, tough day for PH. Talk about struggling hitting. Uh, the Big Reds didn't have it going, and the pitching struggled too. Lakeview lit them up 14-2 to in Game 1, uh, despite two hits, a double, and a run from Amari Holler, and uh, Braden Albers also had two hits, and then nothing going for the Big Reds in the nightcap. They lose that one 16-0. to Well, it's and the pitching isn't hasn't been great for them, but it's been good enough. Here's the story. In the two games, they had 14 errors, 10 10 in the 16 to nothing loss when the ph doesn't throw the ball around i know they're a younger team they're not bad but the we've said it all year the walks and the errors will kill them when they've put it together they beat lance cruz in baseball yeah they played with algonac they they were three feet from a go-ahead home run in the seventh against algonac but they have just struggled making the play. They be out of an inning, and well, an error keeps it alive, and a lot of unearned runs. Yeah, for and, the and they had a lot of walks in game one. And I'm going to see them three times this week. They have a series with Port here on Northern. Northern needs a sweep to stay in Mac Blue contention. And PH, they're looking to get back. And remember, this was a series a year ago that Port here on high stole from Northern. 
before the districts. They won two out of three last year. Yeah, and believe me, Northern knew that going into that district game because they were ready for that. Um, Algonac played a game on Friday, losing to Lansing Waverly 5-3. to three. Two hits for Matt Meldrum, a hit and an RBI for Jack uh, Cote. Uh, Alma Matt Meldrum, though? Yeah, he's, he's just raking. He's just been consistent in that four spot in the Algonac lineup, and they, they're another team that's starting to get it going. After an 0-2 start in league play, they've won four straight, and they're only a game back now of Armada, who they have yet to play, so they kind of control their own destiny right now in BWAC play. Uh, and um, you, you better hope you get the number one pick because I'm taking him off the board because I know you want him. Meldrum. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. Brady wants him, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try I, to steal him. I'm before. a Matt Meldrum fan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I don't blame you. No, he's, he's a really good, uh, really good hitter. Uh, Elmont swept two for Inlay City, five to uh, four. The, the Spartans were competitive in, in one game, but they yeah, lost 12 game nothing. One, I think it was other. game one, they lost 12 nothing, then they lost, then there was five to four. Um, Spartans are just, yeah, they're struggling this year. Almont needed those two wins, if nothing else, for their psyche. Um, but, yeah, Emily, I think that's the first BWAC game Emily City's played all seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's really been a struggle for them. And, again, athletes, but it, it, they just haven't figured it out. Um, Armada was non-league. Uh, they uh, played Oxford and took two tough losses, 13 to nothing. Uh, Wyatt Waskin had uh, two stolen bases in that game, but the Tigers got no hit. Uh, and then in game two, they lose 12-1. to one. Uh, Cole Mahaffey with the highlight. He had a hit and an RBI. Yale and North Branch split their doubleheader, Brady. Which is very interesting because I believe Yale now with the split, they're 3-3, three and three, but North Branch falls to 4-2. and two. That's a tough loss. Halfway, well, not even halfway through BWAC play now. So they're tied in second. So at first place, there's Armada, who's 5-1. and one. Then you have Richmond, North Branch, Algonac, 4-2. and two. Yale's the lone 3-3 three and three team. So they're still, I guess, technically within arm's length. They still have a chance. But, yeah, North Branch drops one of the two games. Uh, the one Yale won was 5-3. to three. Ron Colhane, two hits, um, including a walk. Kyle Wolford, a hit in an RBI. Jack Cavanaugh, a hit in an RBI. Adrian Coralden, two hits, RBI walk, two runs scored. James Taylor Barr had two hits and a run scored. And Caden Kovac had, went seven innings on the mound, gave up just five hits, the three runs, walked five but struck out four. So that tells me he got out of a few jams. Yeah, he pitched in traffic, but he minimized the, the damage and his team hit enough for him. Uh, Antonio Soto, two hits and an RBI, and the name me and Dennis will never, ever get right, even though it's probably not that hard. Aiden Swish, Swoosh, well, I we apologize again. I don't know why it's not that tough of a name, but we always flip-flop. It seems like show to show. Anyway, <laughs> he had a hit and a walk in the loss. Then in game two, North Branch came back and won 6-3. to three. Matt Duty went six innings on the mound for the Broncos, gave up just four hits, one run, walked one, struck out six. Antonio Soto again, two hits, a double, RBI, a run, swoosh, hit, double, two RBIs, run scored, and Primu had a hit and an RBI. James Taylor Barr for Yale had a double, an RBI, and a run scored. So that was Friday, and we have 
not even gotten past the tip of the iceberg. Um, anything else on Friday? I mean, BWAC's going into another series today. Um, which one catches your eye? You have, you're going to be at Algonac Almont today. Uh, you have Croslex Richmond, and then what are the other two? North Branch and um, they're not playing MLA City. They are playing. Oh God, I had this. Well, I just if, went over it over if the. They break. just played Yale, and they're playing Armada now. Let me see. Yes, it's North Branch Armada, which big series at the top, and MLA City Yale is the other one. So probably North Branch Armada is the big series this week. You would think so, and again, it's another challenge on Armada, who clearly were probably saving arms over the weekend when they took those two whoopings from uh, Oxford. But, um, you know, uh, it's another challenge for Armada. Are they that 5-1 and one good? Or are they sitting at the top waiting for Richmond and North Branch and these other teams to, to, to catch them? Yeah, trying to keep them off the top of the mountain. Richmond, in their first three series, though, they played Algonac, North Branch, and Armada. So they've played the first place team and the two teams they're tied with in second. I'm, it, it's going to get easier from here on out. Well, it's now or never for Croslex. If they've yeah. got anything in the tank... They better bring it this week or Richmond's going to embarrass them. Yeah, and Yale's looking to, if they can get a sweep, they're 5-3, and three, keeps them right in the hunt. And Algonac, after just getting mollywopped the first series against Richmond, has really turned it on, 4-2. and two. Opportunity against a struggling Almont team who we know has some talent. You get a sweep there, you stay in the race. But it's getting to the point where splits aren't really doing much for anyone. Well, and this is I'm interested to see this game today because I want to know what's going on with Elmont because we thought they would be a contender, and they really have struggled. Yes, they have. So anything else before we get to Saturday and our day at Comerica Park? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a, a break here, and then we'll, uh, we'll get back because there, there is a ton of Saturday action. Yeah, Friday uh, was the light day. So, softball's got like 167 games from, from Saturday, but we'll start with Comerica Park and baseball when we come back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. 2-1 coming to Perinello. Turns on one, hits it high and deep to left field. Walker going back. He's looking up. He watches it fly. Perinello puts it in the Tiger bullpen for a home run. 
absolutely crushed it. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. He did absolutely crush it. I agree with you. It's one of the few times Brady and I agree on something. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so Comerica Park, the last thing I expected to see was a high schooler hit a home run, and we probably could have saw four that were hit deep enough. But three of them were hit to the wrong part of the ballpark. So, I guess, do you want to talk about um, Richmond Marine City, or do you want me to? Well, here's, here's the, the thing that, that I want to interject, is I've been going to Richmond for three decades. Yes. I've never seen a ball hit over the fence there. And Richmond went to Comerica Park, and they hit conservatively four, maybe five baseballs, that would have been out at Richmond. If it was at Marine <laughs> City, it would have been four no-doubters. One of them would have been on King Road. And another one... I think two of them. Would have, at worst, been off the wall in right field. So, yeah. um, Par- we Paranello the- shot and the one that Davenport hit for the triple. Yeah, two are, that he hit. Yeah, three. So, three that go out onto King Road. Yeah. And then Jones got robbed of a hit. Zach Tetler made an unbelievable play in center field. Uh, there was shot, and if it gets by with Jones's speed and the way Tetler approached it, he went all or nothing. If he misses it, the best-case scenario for Marine City is it was a triple, if not an inside-the-park home run. But Richmond went into Comerica Park, and, well, they – they showed why they're one of the top teams in Division to a little, I don't want to say a preview of the district matchup because the way the teams treated the game, it was more of like an exhibition, friendly, more of the experience at Comerica Park. Um, so I don't want to say it's a preview of a possible district game, but boy, did Richmond flex their muscles. They had, what, six extra base hits? They had three triples. Two doubles in the home run. Yeah. Uh, they had 15 total hits in the game, um, which, is, I mean, you know, Heslop, Walker, both pitched in this game for Marine City, so it's not like they hold everybody back. Right. You know, um, and, and they just, they got out to a, to the quick start. They're up 4 nothing, and then Marine City had that four-run bottom of the third that ended with an out at third yeah. on the big hit by Distelrath that yeah. cleared the bases. Um, and, and it's like, it's 4-4. Brady was calling the, the, the game uh, in game one, and like, you went into the break for the fourth inning going, 4-4, four, four, we've got a brand new ball game, and Richmond Perinello comes up and bang, the home run, and they never look back. Yeah, but Nettie had a triple in there as well. That was the, the one that was wouldn't have been a home run. He just hit a, a line drive frozen rope over the shortstop's head, and it rolled all the way to the wall. Yeah. And the, Saligan the, had two flyouts to right field. One would have at worst been off the wall at Marine City. It probably would have, might have been yeah, a home run. I think it might have been a home run because it's right field the, the short are, field. Yeah, they have high It's a little fences. taller, but I think it was high enough. Yeah, it was. He gave it a ride. Uh, which you don't normally see power like that from Denny Saligan. Normally, he's a speed guy. You actually want him to hit the ball on the ground 
because he flies around the bases. But I, I, the final is 12-7 to seven here, but it was 12-4 going into the bottom of the seventh, um, and the Mariners um, had a mini rally. The first three guys got on. Walker doubled in a run, and then a ground ball scored a run. A sack fly scored a run, and then the final out of the game. So 12-7 doesn't indicate really how Richmond rolled in this game. No, and Richmond, like I said, they put on a show. They were absolutely squaring balls up, and what a moment for Joe Perinello. Like, I, I think I said to you after the game, I, um, if I'm him, I'm just intro- uh, like I'm introducing myself, and that's the first thing I say. Like, I'm obnoxious <laughs> about it. Like, hi, I hit a home run at Comerica Park. Nice to meet you. You're obnoxious. Even I if am. you would have struck out, you'd have been, hi, Brady Beaton. I struck out three times at Comerica Park. <laughs> but I played there and you didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he, like we said, it it wasn't a shot right down the line. It went into the Tigers' bullpen conservatively at the absolute least 365, probably closer to 375, 380. The, the other storyline from this one, yeah, he, yeah, he crushed it. It, it and was, it wasn't the farthest it was, hit ball of the game. It, yeah, it wasn't the farthest hit ball, and it easily was halfway into the bullpen. Yes. Easily. It wasn't a wall scraper. Um, Davenport, line drive single for an RBI his first time, tripled out, you know, towards the visiting bullpen his second time. Which might have been hit farther than that home run. Doubled uh, off the warning track to left for two runs his third time up. So he had two more chances to get the home run, he disappointed us in his fourth at yeah, bat. He had to I do a he knew Taylor that, made double play. Yeah, and he overswang <laughs> one and right into the dirt, and he's and he knew. And then the fifth time up, he nuked a ball down the left field line, and if it was fifteen more feet fair, it's over the bullpen into the seats. He has the cycle. Instead, he hooked it foul, and, yeah, he didn't get the home run. No. Yeah, he he just missed foul, and then they ended up walking him. They didn't throw him a strike after that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. Yeah. That was ridiculous. But Richmond showed why I think when they're at their best, they are arguably the best team in the area and one of the best teams in the state because when they are all clicking – Even their, I guess, quote-unquote secondary guys, like Orion Nettles, who isn't the first name you think of. He had three hits yesterday. And guys like that up and down the lineup, Dennis, you were scoring the game. I mean, it wasn't just their middle of the order. They do it one through nine, and then their subs come in and do it again. Yeah. Let's uh, just real quick. Hitzelberger, three hits, scored twice, knocked into. Jackson Jones had a hit in RBI and was robbed of extra bases on a great catch by Tetler. Perinello had the home run. Then they walked him twice. Uh, Hudson Davenport, the three hits that we talked about, drove in three. Benetti tripled and scored. Bryce Wesley tripled and scored and threw five innings. Yes. Um, and only gave up one earned run. And uh, Nettles had three hits, including a double Scored twice, knocked in a run. Uh, Wyatt Walker doubled, walked, scored twice, knocked in a run. Uh, Charles Tigard had a hit, a run, and two RBIs. Distelrath had a big uh, three-run uh, double. Um, got a little greedy, got thrown out at third, trying to make it a triple. Uh, and Josh Vandeviver had a couple of hits and scored a run for Marine City. Um, and uh, in terms of just sheer flat-out excitement, and expectation for other things to happen and everything. 
Game one at Comerica Park was the best game of the oh, day. Oh, far and away. Um, game two, Anchor Bay, Marysville. Vikings just can't get the bats going. They had one hit in the game. It was a big one. A triple from Tommy Haddits. But that was it. And we it almost, came with two outs in the sixth to yeah, break up the no-hitter. We, we almost saw a second home run. The catcher for Anchor Bay, Liam Carey, hit one. And as they say in Major League, is oh, nope, too high. Because it was <laughs> a towering blast to left field. And it hit off the warning track and bounced into the bullpen, which robbed him of an RBI. Um, it was a 9 nothing Anchor Bay win. We did see a legitimate straight steal of home by Drew Shornack. Yeah, the uh, I called it the Jackie Robinson steal. Um, he took off while the pitcher was in his motion, you know, the, with the high leg kick and the windup. Yep. He didn't go from the stretch of the runner at third. at third. And he, he took off before the ball was barely out of the pitcher's glove. It wasn't even close. And the pitch was high. So, you, you know, you behind the, the plate, I think it was Herdebees, had to kind of jump up out of his stance to catch it. And by the time he put the tag down, Shornick had already slidden by the, the home plate. Um, it was a great classic steal of a home. And it was part of a three-run third inning, and that's kind of where the separation came in the game. It was a one nothing game, and then all of a sudden it's a 4 nothing game. Brady finishes up his part of the broadcast, and before you probably got to the carport, it was a 9 nothing game because it just fell apart in the bottom of the fifth. For the, the Vikings, it, it was just an ugly inning. Walk, ground out, hit by pitch, pass ball, error by the, the left fielder and the shortstop collided. They dropped the ball. They gave the error to the left fielder. There was a wild pitch. There was a fly ball out to right. I think it should have been a triple. They gave the right fielder yeah. a really tough error. That's, yeah, the, the, the official scorer in the second game was mean. He was not – I'll say it. He wasn't good. He only gave Anchor Bay four hits, and they had at least six because that should have been a triple. Then there was a sack fly. Then there was a legit triple where I commented. I said, if they don't score that a triple, we're going to have words. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a walk and a ground out before they got out of it. So it was just – one of those innings where five runs score and the Tires only got credit for one hit in the inning, and that hit came with nobody on base. So it, it, it was just that kind of a fr- – like the line score. Marysville, no runs, one hit, three errors, and really Anchor like Bay – Yeah, really, I think they only committed one error myself too. And Anchor Bay had nine runs on four hits, and they made two errors. So – I'm scoring the game. It's no runs, one hit, one error, and it's nine runs, six hits, two errors. But I, I, I didn't get to score, and we went with the Comerica Park guys. But uh, at any rate, uh, in that one, Haddits had the triple. Shornak had a hit, a run, an RBI, and that steal of home. Liam Carey had the double and an RBI. And uh, Tyler Finkbeiner got uh, one at-bat, saw one pitch, and attacked and roped a triple to center field and ended up scoring a run and that one is a home run everywhere we do baseball around the blue water area except maybe port here and i even port here and really? i he smoked it all right well then you saw another game at comerica yale and cedar springs cedar springs topped yale six to two when it seemed like yale kind of got out to a decent start 
but couldn't get out of second gear. They scored two in the, the second to take a 2 nothing lead. Uh, uh, again, uh, a lot of small ball. They only had one hit in the uh, inning. There was a walk and two hit batsmen to load the bases. Uh, then a, a ground ball back to the pitcher. Now, initially, I thought they got an out at the plate and an out at third for a big double play to get him out of the inning. The home plate umpire ruled that the catcher didn't have his foot on the plate, and he called the runner safe at home. They got the out at third, and then Aiden uh, Coralden singled in another run to make it uh, 2 nothing. and then that was it for uh, Yale. Cedar Springs got a leadoff triple from Parker Vaughn in the uh, bottom of the inning, and then on a strikeout, the runner scored on the throwdown to first to make it a 2-1 to one game. Cedar Springs finally took the lead in the fourth with uh, two runs. There was an RBI single and a sack fly to score a walk and a hit by pitch. So, I mean, again, when, when we talk about giving free runners, it seems like they always come around and score. And then they blew it open with three runs in the uh, fifth inning, which I felt bad because uh, Jeff Mason pitched into the fifth for Yale. He went four and a third in his final line wasn't very impressive, but he really didn't pitch that bad. And the Bulldogs only had three hits. The most fascinating thing about this game was Walker Gleason, uh, Gleeshaw, excuse me, the starter for Cedar Springs, ambidextrous. So he pitched to some guys right-handed, and he pitched to some guys left-handed. That's awesome. He's a he's a he's a switch pitching pitcher. That's awesome and that's got to be weird like i think i was talking to you after the game it's like you see him warm up he said he warmed up lefty and then the first guy came up and was a righty and he starts throwing to right and that's a moment when you're broadcasting because you don't know like it's hard to get information especially in high school baseball and and we're up in the press box we don't know what's going on i don't even know where cedar springs is (laughs) to be honest with you um and yeah he warmed up left hand and i said here come the bulldogs against the lefty wait a minute isn't this guy a lefty? Did they switch? And then I got to check the number. I'm like, no, that's that's number uh, one who's throwing out there. Well, he warmed up left-handed, and he's throwing right-handed now. Right. Yeah. It's uh, that's that's a really crazy thing, but that's that's a cool thing. So in three games, we saw Joe Perinello hit a home run in Comerica Park, yep. which is still just one of the coolest things we'll see all year. Drew Shornack, which maybe more impressively, a straight steal of home, and then an ambidextrous pitcher in game three. Yeah, so that that was it was a lot of fun. Yes, um, uh, and even though it, it didn't work out for Marysville or for Yale, um, the, the Richmond Marine City game was just a fun game with a lot of things happening. Um, you know. Good for Anchor Bay. And the way Anchor Bay and Marysville played it, they played it like an all-star game. Yeah, the, everybody they, they played. That last year, too. The yeah. One pitcher every inning where some teams played it kind of like just a normal Saturday game. No, Anchor Bay and Marysville, free substitutions. They were substituting all the time to the point where it was hard to tell who was where because we didn't, you know, we can't get relay of the information. I like the way Yale did it. The Their starting nine each got an at-bat, and then the the backups each got an at-bat, and then they went back to the starting nine. So the, they went through the order three times, and the starters got two at-bats, and the backups got one at-bat, but that at-bat came in the middle. Right. So other games 
that were going on on Saturday. I'll go through some of these real quick. I do want to talk about Mooney. Um, Northern split with Utica. Utica team up in the white now. They lost 7-2. to Alex Armstrong had a double and an RBI in the loss. And then they beat them 8-2. to Alex Armstrong, two more hits, two runs scored. Ryan Falastro. Two hits, two doubles, two RBIs, two runs scored. Jacob Kerrigan had a hit in an RBI. Ty Fletcher hitting an RBI. Jordan Cervini a hit. And not one, but two RBIs in the win over Utica. So Saturday split with a good Utica team. That's just that's good competition to play, a league opponent from last year. St. Clair played a different Utica team. Again, a team that used to be in their league but bumped up, Utica Ford. They they suffered just their second loss of the year in game one, 11-5. Braylon Essien had two hits, a double, and an RBI. Jacob Turner, a hit, two RBIs, a stolen base. Then they bounced back and did St. Clair things in one, six to one. <laughs> Cam Bleasdale, a hit, walked twice, scored twice. Brendan Cole had a hit, an RBI, a walk, two runs scored. Jared Cramp, double. Walk, run scored, Eli Lord, two RBIs, and Caleb um, Ackett, I believe is yep. how it's pronounced, had a double in there as well. So a nice split from St. Clair. They are they're rolling in Mac White play. They're five and one. They have a series against, I guess, the least tough opponent in the White in Chippewa Valley. They take another one. They're setting themselves up for a run at the title. Okay, Mooney. They are starting to get back into form after their hiatus away from baseball. They won <laughs> 6 nothing over Clarkston Everest. Trent Rice, two walks, stole three bags, had scored twice. Blake Lutzke, a hit, a walk, two runs scored. Tommy Rice, a walk and an RBI. Nate Super on the mound. Six innings pitched, two hits, a walk, struck out nine, and then Trent Rice came back. Back into pitch, had an inning where he walked one, struck out two. That's a nice 6 nothing win for Mooney. Absolutely. And you know that Everest is decent. Yes. They're not going to be bad at anything. No. Yeah. Well, and you know they're decent, not only decent, but probably good because in game two, they played a major league game. They went nine innings. It took Mooney to get a 3-1 to one win. 1-1 one, one through 8 innings. Avery Brohl at the plate had a hit and an RBI. Ty Bodeker a hit and a run scored. On the mound, Blake Lutzke in 7 innings of work only gave up 2 hits, no earned runs, 5 walks, which is which is the negative in the line. But, but again, when you it's 3 it with, walks when they're playing a cat or 3 balls when they're playing a Catholic right. League team. But when you're pairing it with 15 punch outs and seven innings of works, so only six outs weren't recorded via the strikeout. Yeah, that's impressive. Oh, Trent Rice comes in as the closer again, goes two innings pitched, punches out six. So he struck out six of seven batters he faced in that game. Yeah, impressive and good to see um, positive results there from uh, Mooney. It, it they're not having a bad season. It's just that they they had that big layoff. And we kind of forgot about them. Well, because they just weren't playing. There was nothing to talk about. Yeah. It's like, oh, Mooney didn't play again today, but they're starting to get back in the swing of things. They're starting to get a few wins. And, well, you have to remember, right before the layoff, they kind of left a bad taste in your mouth with two losses to Royal Oak Shrine, who I believe is a D4 team and is shooting up a lot of teams' rankings. So, uh, what, one more break and then. No, let's. We got softball. I don't know, but we're. 
do you just want to go through all of softball and just basically pick and choose as we go through it all in right. the last segment because there's a lot to do and I wish we could talk about it all, but there's no way we'd have a two-hour show. <laughs> all right, we'll be back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. The one-two swung on, hitting the left center gap. That's going to be trouble. Racing over Tetler, and he catches it on the run. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Uh, inhuman what Tetler did. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he stole away extra bases from uh, Jackson Jones. Anyway. Uh, all right, so Dennis, we have like three dozen games to talk about over on Saturday, on just Saturday and Sunday. Um, you want me to just go, and then if there's something that catches you, we'll stop and give a word or two about it. Because, like I said, we could have probably spent the whole show just on softball on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, just start firing away. And, all right, uh, and we'll, we'll start. Get um, I, I think it's called the it's a Michigan something tournament. A thousand teams go there, and they play five games over two days, and we had a handful of teams there. Northern was one. They struggled. Game one, they played Howell. They lost eight to four. Becca Larson, two hits, including a home run, two RBIs, a walk, two runs scored. They played Ortonville. Brandon lost five to two. Anna Hall had two stolen bases, walked once and scored a run. Kira Romzik a walk, two stolen bases and a run scored. And Mackenzie Shagney had a hit and drove in one of the two Northern runs. Then they played Allen Park, the defending well D one runner up, I believe. Yeah, and lost fifteen to nothing. That's a tough opponent, and they took one on the chin. So that was Northern's Saturday. Um, now Marysville. They started off with an 11-8 win over Lapeer. Brandy Bassett, who is, her stock has been going up steadily this entire season. She had a hit, an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Avery Wolters, a hit, an RBI, two walks, a run scored. Caitlin Kane, a double, three ribbies, a run scored. Anna Oles, a hit, an RBI, and a walk. Kara Miller, three hits, including a home run. An RBI, three runs scored. Ashley Bassett, a hit, a run, two RBIs. Again, 11-8 win over Lapeer for Marysville. 
They then played two tough opponents. They lost to Milford 7-6. Callista Nagan, who's a name we didn't know about before the season and have started to mention, it feels like, at least once a week now. Yeah, she's worked her way into the starting lineup. Oh, yeah. A hit, a walk, a run, an RBI. Caitlin Kane, another two hits, including a double, two RBIs, a run scored. Kylie Parent, a hit, an RBI, and a run scored in the 7-6 loss to Milford. Then they played Millington. And Dennis, I saw Millington last year. They are one of the, the creme de la creme of the state. They lost 5-4 to four in eight innings, and I believe they were winning going into the seventh. Brandy Bassett on the mound, seven and a third innings, gave up nine hits. None of the runs that scored were earned. That's tough, but on the flip side, Bassett's really been a nice pitcher through the first basically half of the season for St. Clair. Uh, walk Marysville. Or, yeah, Marysville, sorry. Um, struck out two. I was looking at the next set of scores. Yep. Avery Wolters had a hit, an RBI, and a run scored. Caitlin Kane, two hits, a run scored. Kara Miller, two hits, an RBI. Anna Oles had a double as well. So Marysville on Saturday goes one and, th- one and two. Any thoughts? Well, uh, a couple. You mentioned Anna Oles' name a couple of times. That's a bat they have to get going and it's in starting the, the to middle of their lineup. For a little more pop. Yeah, she, she's been struggling. And Kara Miller is somebody – that we forget about. Um, I actually the the two times I've seen the Vikings play, she hasn't been in the lineup. But uh, a surprising little bit of pop with the home run in the one game. Uh, and the other thing about it, I'm more impressed with the losses than with the wins because, as you said, Milford, Millington, those are two tough teams. Hey, Millington, if they don't lose to Richmond, Our state they champs. win the state championship. It was the That was the state championship game, really, was Richmond-Millington. Yes. Those were probably the two best teams in D3 last yeah. year. Um, so, yeah, like I said before, Marysville still trying to figure out the starting lineup and where to put everyone. And, yeah, there's a few battles for a few spots in the big-time games. Um, St. Clair. They were involved as well. They started off with an 8-6 to six win over Clarkston. Maddie Cole, going to say her name a lot. She had three hits, a double, a home run, two RBIs, two runs scored. Laney Pavlo, two hits, a double, and a home run, two RBIs, two runs scored. feel like I'm on repeat. Avery Paul, two hits, a double, no home run, but an RBI and a run scored. However, Julia Schweighoffer had two hits, a home run, two RBIs, and a run scored in an 8-6 win over Clarkston. Nice performance for St. Clair. They then played Shepard, the team Richmond beat in the quarterfinals a year ago. They lost 8-3. to Maddie Cole, though, three hits, two do- or just one double. A run scored. Claire Borg, two hits, an RBI, and a walk. Tabitha Furland, two hits in the 8-3 loss to Shepard. L- they played Lakeland, and St. Clair flexed a little bit here. Uh, they won 10-1. to uh, Maddie Cole, two hits, RBI, Walk, run scored. Three games have a have a Saturday, kid. Hadley <laughs> eight Schwartz. Hits. Yeah, eight hits. Hadley Schwartz, a double, RBI, a walk. Claire Borg, two hits, home run, two RBIs, run scored. Aaron Saros, a hit, an RBI, a run scored. Laney Pavlo, three hits, two RBIs, two runs scored, a triple. Julia Schweighoffer, two hits, two RBIs, a walk. Avery Paul on the mound in this game. Five innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, walked one. Only struck out two, but again, one earned run and one walk. 
heck of a performance. So those are St. Clair's three games. They go 2-1 and one on Saturday. Quick thoughts. Uh, St. Clair can hit up and down that lineup. They're another one of those teams. We've got like three, four teams in this area where you go up and down their lineup and you just you can't find the, the weak link. It took us so long to put all the scores up because there would be five, six girls in some games that I couldn't justify leaving out and there were some that on normal days we'd put up but there was just so much we had to kind of cut down a bit you go um, through st Clair's lineup you go through elmont's lineup and Algonac, you go through elginac's lineup you can't find an easy out richmond and marysville you can throw yep. in that mix so yep. that's yeah um we'll skip algonac because elmont was there we'll come back to the muskrats elmont nine nothing went over for north farmington here comes a lot of names. Grace Koenig, a hit, an RBI, a run. Devin Johnston, two hits, double, RBI, two runs. Ellie Shetman, a hit, an RBI, and a run. Izzy Thiessen, three hits, an RBI, and a run. Kendall Rosheski, two doubles and a run scored. Kaylee Tennant, two hits, two or just one double, an RBI, a run scored. Brooklyn Bunch, two hits, a double, RBI, run scored. So they beat North Farmington 9-0. And then they lose their first game. All right, hold on. I, I just have to say, because it was the line of the, of the morning, uh, Brady said if Brooklyn Bunch has a kid, oh she's got to name it Brady. Anyway. Brady Bunch. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> that was just a throwaway line during our hours of putting it. I know, but it, it made me laugh, and then we reset and got back to the scores. Anyway. Because we were getting carpal tunnel. Yes. <laughs> Allen Park. Uh, beat Elmont for the Raiders' first loss, 6-0. Go back two minutes and listen to what we said about Allen Park then. Uh, then in game three, Elmont flipped the script, beat Ortonville-Brandon, 6-0. Elmont beat De- or Elmont's Devin Johnston had two hits, two RBIs, a run scored. Izzy Thiessen, a hit, two RBIs, a run scored. Lydia Lacavera, a hit, an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Maya McLean on the mound, five innings pitch, a scoreless a softball, three hits, didn't walk any, struck out six. Thoughts on Elmont in their three games? They went two and one. Yeah, um, they hit uh, and two shutouts and only gave up six runs in the three games, and they were all to a really good Allen Park team. Um, Elmont has – they had the one glaring thing last year. They, they were winning games 20 to 19. This year they're winning games 10 to nothing. Yeah, before this weekend I think they were av- their average score was like 10 to one. Yeah. All right, um, we'll finish up with Algonac because we have some numbers with that, and they are dumb, just like Almonts and some other teams' numbers are. Um, Armada, they played two games as I believe they hosted this tournament. They beat Marlette 9-5, to Alexa Kaunaki with three hits, including two doubles, two RBIs, Haley Schramm, a hit, an RBI, two walks, two runs scored, Brooklyn Pratt, a double, an RBI, a walk, a run scored, Brie Faze, two hits, a walk, three runs scored. They beat Marlette, and then they play a tough Regina team. Um, they lose six to four, so a good showing, but they drop game two. Regina um, in the win. Well, I guess just say Armada in the loss. Haley Schramm three hits, two doubles, uh, two runs scored. Brooklyn Pratt had two hits, an RBI, and a run scored. Natalie Sauer two doubles, three RBIs, and Olivia Hebb had two hits. So Haley Schramm had three hits, including two doubles in the doubleheader. Uh, a lot of doubles for Armada in the two games. So. They're, they're another the team that can hit. 
and their record is not as is not reflective of what that team is. No, and I think they've played kind of a tough schedule, well, a challenging schedule, because they've had Marysville on there, and I think they've played Oxford and, and a few other bigger the schools. BWAC, and we mentioned last week they have four ranked teams in the BWAC. So even if you're an above average team, you might finish fifth, sixth place in the BWAC. Yeah, and and lose Cause some games because not cause, bad either. Crosslex isn't a pushover. No, yeah, yeah, and you and you got a, you've got Algonac, Elmont, and Richmond, the defending state champions, Richmond, all in in your league. Yes. Um, speaking of Crosslex, they struggled this weekend. They lost nine to four to Frankenmuth. Shelby Oliver had two home runs in the loss, drove in for uh, three total hits. They then lost to Bay City Central, ten to two. Izzy Pasina had two hits, a home run, two RBIs, and a run scored. Excuse me. And then Brighton beat them ten to three. Riley Robertson. Two hits, a double, a walk, a run scored. Raina Johnson had a home run, drove in two, and Jaden Gumtow had a home run. So they score on the weekend nine runs and have what? Five five of them came via the home run? Yeah. Or and, at least. And Johnson and Gumtow went back to back in their game. Yes. So Croslex struggled. They when they hit the ball it went far. But it seemed like they struggled to make contact. Um, and they're that. giving up a lot of runs all of a sudden. They are. They are. And they their bats aren't quiet, but they're not loud enough to keep up with what other teams are doing. North Branch, still undefeated, Dennis. They went 3-0 and this weekend. They started off with a 10-5 to win over Rochester Adams. Jasmine Gerlish, a home run, three RBIs, a walk and a run scored. Alana Deshetsky, three hits. Home run, three RBIs, a run scored. Natasha Bickle, four hits, two doubles, two RBIs, a run scored. And Michaela Pasternak, two hits, an RBI, 10-5 win over Rochester Adams. Pretty good size school there. That was their worst game. Yes, because then they bounced back <laughs> and beat Avondale 14-3. <clears throat> Tell me if I've said these names before. Jasmine Gerlish. Home run, RBI, run scored. So that's back-to-back games with a home run for her. Alana Deshetsky, she answers the bell as well. Home run, two RBIs, three runs scored. Jasmine Mock, four hits, a double, a home run, two RBIs, two runs scored. Kate Welch, two hits, two RBIs, three runs scored. Hannah Carmack, two hits, two double, or just one double, rather, three RBIs. And Madeline Caudill, two hits, a double, and four RBIs. They then put the bow on Saturday with a 10-3 win over Goodrich. Macy Bug, four hits, three doubles, an RBI, three runs scored. Alana Deshetsky, perfect weekend, a home run every game, and two RBIs, a run scored. Jasmine Mock, two hits, a double, an RBI, three runs scored. Natasha Bickle, two hits, two RBIs, run scored. Kate Welch, three hits, a double, an RBI. Broncos undefeated. They're playing really good softball right now. Uh, and a lot of power in that line. They're another one where you, you're going to go up and down their lineup and go, where is there uh, a kid we can get out? Exactly. Can we intentionally walk eight kids and, and strike out one kid three times? They haven't played a BWAC <laughs> game yet. Yeah, no, that's the other thing so about when it. when they get going, it's going to be quick because districts start at the end of the month, Dennis. Isn't that, isn't that crazy to think about? Oh, yeah. We have, like, basically three and a half weeks left of the regular season. There's going to be a lot of activity for North Branch making up games 
Yep. They're going to have a lot of doubleheaders. And they're going to play a lot of talented teams. Okay, back to Algonac. They had a, they hosted another tournament, I think, because Algonac's going to play 500 games this year. <laughs> um, and they're playing, trying to play everyone in the state of Michigan. And shocker, they flex their muscles. So after beating PH on Friday, Saturday, they beat Algonac 13-1. to Bree Thomason, three Romeo. hits. Th- or what? Romeo. Oh, Romeo. What did I say, Lakeview? No, you said Algonac. Why did I say Algonac? Algonac beat Because you're talking about Algonac. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you read enough scores, you just start to... Yeah, well, I, I know. Get crisscrossed. That's why I have you here. Algonac beat Romeo, 13-1. to All right. Bree Thomason, three hits, three RBIs, run scored. Ella Stevenson, two hits, a triple, a run scored. Sierra Vossler, two hits, a triple, two RBIs, two runs scored. Maria Simpson, a double, three runs scored. J.C. Reams, a hit, RBI, walk, run scored. Camden Thaler, two hits, including one that went over the fence, drove in two, scored three times. D. DeLang on the mound, five innings pitched, one run, four hits, didn't walk anyone, struck out four, and then bounced back and played Lakeview, beat them eight to four. Ella Stevenson, two hits, a double, a triple, an RBI, two walks, and a run scored. J.C. Reams, double, RBI, walk, two runs scored. Alyssa Vernier, Vernier, I believe, two hits, an RBI, two runs scored. D. DeLang, a hit and an RBI. Camden Thaler, two hits and an RBI, and that was just Saturday. <laughs> but that's all Algonac did. Dennis, do you want to go over some of these numbers that um, we got from Algonac? Yeah. Because they are ridiculous. And, again, I know Almont probably can post somewhat similar numbers. Um, same with North Branch. St. Clair probably has some girls in these categories. But as a team, listen to these Algonac numbers. Yeah, well, I'm just going to start with Ella Stevenson. She's had 40 at-bats this season, and this is the damage that she's done. 27 hits, 27 runs scored. Seven doubles, three triples, eight home runs. Driven in 28 runs. Has 56 total bases. Her batting average is 675. Which is sick. Brady figured out that if you took her singles away, she's still hitting 375? Yes. So if, <laughs> if every time she hit a single, the umpire said, not good enough, you're out, she'd still be hitting close to 400. Um, her her uh, on-base percentage is 723. Her slugging percentage is 1.400. Uh, which I'm told is good. It is really good. Uh, and her OPS is 2.123, which would be leading the major leagues by a lot. Um, yeah. It would be double so, like the next so guy. As we <laughs> go through some of these other numbers, because Dennis um, Dennis isn't a big stat guy in baseball. He likes well, the simple you I like the simple I like the, the, the traditional stats. First, the, the new metrics brevity, don't make sense yes, to me. For the sake of brevity, average RBIs, slugging percentage, that's about it. But OPS, on-base plus sluggy. There are nine players in the major leagues right now that have an OPS above one. And uh, the leading the league is Mike Trout with a 1.247 OPS. And you said Ellis Stevens's was 2.123. There you go. And there's, what, eight girls on the Algonac team that have an OPS over one? Yeah. Eight yeah. girls. Yeah. So, um, if we had more time, we would jump into that a little more. But They also have seven girls on their team with two or more home runs. That's consistency up and down the lineup. And and a couple of the girls that don't have a home run yet 
have home run power and will hit home runs before the season is over. Yes. <laughs> so, um, oh, and and can I mention Kenaba Marito, who is a four thirty six hitter, by the way, with a five twenty two. Uh, on base percentage and a 1.368 OPS and an 846 slugging percent. But she's 7 and 0 this year and has struck out 71 hitters in 40 innings and has a 175 ERA and has only walked 3. In how many innings? In 40 innings. Yeah, that's pretty good. Algonac pitching this year has only walked 10 in 77 innings and have struck out 110. Okay. And they average 10 runs a game. So we're going to go through this. Um, Richmond played Owasso on Sunday. We'll end with that. But Marysville, Northern, St. Clair, and Almont all played Sunday as well. We'll just read the scores. And, Dennis, if you have a quick comment, um, feel free to drop in. So Northern played Oxford, lost 9-1. to Marissa Ramo had two hits in the loss. They then finished out the weekend losing to Lakeville, which Lakeville it is. I don't know. But a team named Lakeville beat them 12 to 4. Abby Bellinger two doubles, two RBIs, Becca Larson two hits in an RBI. Trenton shut out Marysville 3 nothing. In the loss Callista Nagan with a double, but a rare Mary, excuse me, Marysville shutout. They have even on the bench they have talent. I I don't know who Trenton threw or if they have a really nice pitcher, but that's just, uh, I'm going to guess they've got a, a good arm and they threw I it. I think so, too, but still. They were apparently upset with that because they bounced back and beat Birmingham Seahome 18-5 for the Vikings. Kate Westmiller, four hits, four RBIs, scored three times. Jade Schiller, two hits, an RBI, a run scored. Avery Rolters, a hit. <coughs> excuse me, geez. A hit, an RBI, a walk, two runs scored. Caitlin Kane, a double, an RBI, a run scored. Megan Winston, two hits, three runs scored. Ryan Quain, two hits, a double, a home run, three RBIs, two runs scored. Ashley Bassett, two hits, an RBI, and a run scored. And Marysville finishes the weekend two and three. But if I remember correctly, they played in, I don't know if it was the same tournament, but a similar one a year ago, and I believe they only went two and three in that one as well. Well, and again, I'm, I'm looking at the opponents that they played. They they had a tough schedule. Yeah, they're not going out to the middle of Michigan and playing little class C and D schools. They're playing up. They're playing competition that would prepare them for a playoff run. In a playoff run, they'd have to play St. Clair, and they're doing the same thing. They thwacked Lance Cruz 13-2. Get ready for some name soup right now. Maddie Cole, again, just had a double but scored two runs. Hadley Schwartz had two hits. Avery Paul had two hits. One went over the fence for a home run. Three RBIs, a walk, and two runs scored. Claire Borg, a hit, an RBI, a run scored. Aaron Saros hit a home run. That's a bat that started out slow but is heating up in a big way for the Saints. That's a dangerous hitter because yeah. she's using the 6-7 spot. That just extends the lineup so much more dangerous. Home run, two RBIs, and a run scored for Aaron Saros. Laney Pavlo, two hits, a double, RBI, walk, three runs scored. Julia Schweighoffer, two hits, home run, three RBIs, run scored. Another bat that's really starting to catch fire for the Saints. Savannah Clark, she had a hit, two RBIs, and a run scored. And then they followed it up, took one on the chin. Clarkston... Figured it out. Beat St. Clair 13-3. Addie Blank in the loss. Two hits. Two RBIs. A run scored. Savannah Clark had a double. So the Saints go 3-2 and two on the weekend. Dennis, Reader's Digest thoughts. Uh, nine hits by Maddie 
goal. Uh, again, they already have a ridiculous lineup, uh, and now she's crushing the ball better than anybody. All right. Almont, they played Shepard, won a close one, 5-4. to four. Grace Koenig, a hit, a walk, a run scored. Ellie Shepman, two hits, a double, two run, two RBIs, two runs scored. Kendall Roshesky, two hits, a double, an RBI, a run scored. They were mad that they played such a close game that they beat Howell 15-5. to five. Grace Johnson, a hit, a walk, two runs scored. Grace Koenig, two hits, two walks, three runs scored. Devin Johnson, a triple, two RBIs, a walk, a run scored. Izzy Thiessen had two hits, an RBI, two runs scored. Kendall Roshesky, two hits, a double, three RBIs, two runs scored Lauren Webster one at bat Dennis one at bat came off the bench hit a grand slam four RBIs are unscored because why not yeah (laughs) that's awesome show up um hit a bomb and leave oh by the way we missed something that I completely forgot about on Friday that got overshadowed by everything and I feel awful about it we missed Marine City's Friday game oh yeah Oh, how did we miss that? So let me finish up this. That's the performance of the week. Yeah, geez. And it got good. We'll save it for last. So much stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was the plan. Save the best for last. Um, uh, Lauren Webster had a grand slam, four RBIs, a run scored. Kylie Tennant had two hits, a double, two RBIs, a run scored. Almont, 15 5 win over Howell. They go four and one. Quick thoughts before we mention the thing I don't know how we forgot. Almont can hit. Okay. So before Comerica Park, I'll do the Richmond one, and then we'll then we'll wrap up with the baseball. Okay, okay. Richmond played Owasso, defending D two state champs. Beat Marysville eight five in an exciting championship game last year. Game one, one nothing. Richmond wins a seven inning pitch, ten K performance by Katie Shoeboy. The only run of the game, a Lauren Creon home run. And a one nothing win over Owasso. That had to feel good. So good, in fact, in game two. They beat Owasso 11-1. Lauren Teltow had two hits and a home run. Olivia Toit had two hits and a double. And, yeah, that's a big flex for Richmond. Well, Richmond is a defending state champ. Yeah. And they have now defeated two of the other three state champs this year because they beat USA uh, and now two wins over Owasso. Yeah, they're feeling good. You know, and and their number their numbers are fantastic, but they do it a little bit different way with the way Shoeboy's been pitching and Piper Clark is their number two. They they kind of do it less flashy than Algonac and Almont with the big gaudy offensive numbers, mm-hmm. but Richmond can hit. And Richmond may have the best. I think they do have the best pitching in the area just in shoe boy alone but they have more than shoe boy and that's what's scary about them yes okay so on friday he he did this at the worst possible time because there was so much <laughs> going on that i need to uh, apologies to charles tiger he had what would be the best line hitting we've had all year long if i'm if i'm not mistaken or maybe since we've been doing this dennis because Charles Tiger on Friday, when Marine City played Rochester Lutheran Northwest, they won nineteen to one. Okay, nineteen to one, and Charles Tiger first time up, grand slam, 
four RBIs. Heck, you're like, wow. Yeah, or sorry, second time up because he was in the three hole. So grand slam for Charles Tiger. What does he do when he comes up again, Dennis, with the bases loaded? He hits another one. So he has two grand slams. Oh, by the way, lost in this. Wyatt Walker and Nolan Distelrath carry the fence. So four home runs. So the last time Tiger comes up, game's already out of hand. It's probably it's in the teens to one at this point. He goes, I'm going to go bat left-handed just for fun. And what does he do? Double off the wall. <laughs> that's that's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Walker, Distarath, Tetler, and O'Croy all had doubles as well in that game. But 19 to 1. And Dennis, can you think of a better day than going 3 for 4, or excuse me, 3 for 3 for Charles Tiger, 8 RBIs, 4 runs scored, 2 grand slams, and a double batting left handed, and he's not a switch hitter? Yeah, no. Yeah, two two grand, again, two grand slams. You, you might go. 10, 20 years before you say that again. I mean, how many other Grand Slams have we seen this year? I know we've probably had, what, half a dozen? Yeah, I, I'm, again, all baseball and softball. I've been doing this for th- more than 30 years now. Um, and last year, I called my first Grand Slam live when Claire Borg hit one in softball. And I've called a Grand Slam this year, so that was my second. All right, so, um, yeah, apologies for not putting this in the first segment where it belonged. Um, we we didn't intentionally leave out our people from Marine City. And we got him in there, and, yeah, and he's at the end, so that's what people are going to remember. Yeah, so that's that's the, what we're leaving them with. The main event was Charles Tiger through all of that. All right, Dennis, real quick, because um, we're almost at like an hour and a half already. Tell them where we are going to be the ne- today in the next couple of days, and then we'll send it home. All right. So uh, today I've got baseball at Algonac, Elmont yes. and Algonac. We got that backwards on our social media. Yeah, you got softball with PH and Northern. I, I'm PH and Northern all week except Thursday. Yeah, and I'm uh, Elmont, Algonac for a doubleheader in softball on Tuesday. Okay. So um, yeah. So so earlier in the week, I'm Almont Algonac in two different sports, and I'm PH in Northern because it's softball today, baseball Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Thursday we had Northern and PH softball against different teams. Yes. So uh-huh. I'm not traveling far this week, um, but a lot going on. There's some BWAC series I'm going to be keeping a close eye on that Armada North Branch series again. I know Richmond's a game back, but I don't know how many more games they're going to lose. They went through the toughest part of their schedule and came out all right. So, anyway, um, I think that's about it. You have anything else, Dennis? That was a long show, but we fit everything in, even though uh, we had, I think, 59 games to discuss. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, No, yeah, I'm going to stop it here because I want to eat before I head to Algonac. Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back with another show on Wednesday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.